Praise the Lord, everyone. All right. I mean, you're glad to be here uh, this morning. Would you say amen? Would you shout praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Uh, I'm glad to be in the house of God. I know there are a lot of people that uh, are not able to be in church this morning uh, for whatever reasons, are afraid to be in church, uh, whatever the deal or situation may be. And so when I get to come into the presence of God and lift my hands and magnify God, it's an amazing thing. It was David that said, uh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And uh, he was glad because there was a, a rule in the law that said for 10 generations upon a certain sin that is 10 generations before him had done. And because of that sin, for 10 generations, they were not allowed to enter in to the temple. So here he is, that first one now in his family of 10 generations past, and he gets to walk in and he says, you know what, man, this is amazing to get to walk into the, the presence of the Almighty God. Something my father didn't experience, something my grandfather didn't experience, something my grandfather's grandfather didn't experience, I get to encounter. I don't know what your roots are, where you came from, but it is a privilege to be in the house of God this morning. Right now, would you do something? Would you clap your hands unto the Lord and would you magnify God? Amen. And let's all stand together as you open your Bibles or look to the screen. I want to honor your pastor. You can open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. And I want to honor your pastor. I appreciate him very, very much. Pastor Blackburn and his, his wife, his children, his family. Uh, they are dedicated to this church, to the work of God. They're dedicated to what God is doing here in this place. And so I'm grateful for that. I want to encourage you. The church was started in prayer, right, in the book of Acts. Uh, they, the Bible says that they were praying, and uh, where they were sitting, the Holy Ghost fell upon them, and we'll read that here in a moment, but they were in a place in prayer. So the church was birthed in prayer. You all have Thursday night prayer meetings. It is the most important thing you can do. You know, when you pray, you're investing in eternity, and so that investment goes much further than the eight hours you can put in on your job per day. Think about it. How fast does that money come in and leave? Especially if you have kids, right? Amen. I've learned that very quickly in the past two years. The money just comes and it goes. Sometimes you spend more money than you have. Can I get an amen on that? Anybody? All right. And so with that being said, when you pray, you invest in eternity. So I encourage you to come on Thursday night. encourage you to come on Sunday we cannot get enough church in these last days. There's no doubt about that. And so I appreciate the family that God has placed, leadership God's placed here. If you love them, would you give the Lord a big round of applause? Amen. That'd be all right. Amen. So I'm glad for them here today. And for every one of you that is here, those that are listening online, I can barely see the camera with this light in my face here, but I'm going to try to point you out a couple times during the message, all right? Uh, but I'm glad those of you that are at home, I want to ask you, would you make that living room your sanctuary? Stand with us 
if you will. Let that be a place where God is welcome. And in this time, if you'd open your Bibles with us to Acts chapter 2 uh, and verse 1. And I also want to honor my wife and my son and my other son right now who is uh, only, he's not born yet. But my wife's four months, right? Four months, five months pregnant. And uh, we're excited about our new baby. Amen. You get a little round of applause for that too. Excited about our, our new now, I was surprised that it was a boy. We all thought I was a girl, but I'm pretty pumped that I got two boys now. All right. <laughs> um, I'm glad about that. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone shout Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You ask, well, how do they know they received the Holy Ghost? The Bible tells us when they received it, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Today, turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, turn to somebody, tell them you're going to receive it today. You're going to receive it today. You're going to receive it today in the name of Jesus. Would you put your Bibles to one side? Would you lift your hands with me? And let's pray here today and ask God to have his way. I want to ask that you would lift your voice with me right now. Pray however you know to pray. Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to be in this house. I ask right now that you would anoint my mind, loose my tongue to speak your word here today. I thank you for those that are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, God. We thank you, and we give you glory for what you're going to do here in this place. We magnify you, and we worship your name. Would you clap your hands, and would you magnify God? Right there where you're standing, real quick before you're seated, the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people, and to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Would you do that right now? Would you clap your hands and would you shout unto God with the voice of triumph? Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated here today. I want to talk to you about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There is no doubt that they received it in the book of Acts, book of Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts 19. The Holy Ghost was being poured out upon every believer. Today, the Holy Ghost will be poured out upon every believer. How many of you believe that here today? Would you clap your hands Unto the Lord. <clears throat> I'm not going to preach long, but if you preach with me, then I'll finish up right away. Is that all right? So I won't preach long, but I'll finish when you respond. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Okay, all right. And so I want us to understand these are the very last days. There is no doubt that the time we are living in, that these are the last days. I, I've heard it preached all my life that Jesus is coming. But I am more convinced today 
that Jesus is coming and he's right around the corner than I've ever been in my entire life before. I've heard preachers preach about it, talk about it, teach about it, but I believe today because of the chaos in the world, because of the pandemic, because of, uh, of the wars that's happening, because of the famines that's happening, because of the earthquakes and the hurricanes and the fires that are taking place, the Bible tells us that these things would happen in the very last days and that Jesus would soon return for his church and for his bride, for his people that are ready, those that are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I was talking to one preacher by the name of Brother Art Wilson. He's a great man of God and a great, he's an ambassador in the United Nations today. And as an ambassador in the United Nations, he began to tell me that about two months ago, they had a meeting. And in that meeting of the United Nations, they began to discuss all of the things that were happening in the world. And they began to discuss a uh, new uh, type of thing happening concerning COVID-19. And they began to say, you know, we're going to put biological identification chips into every person. And in these biological identification chips, we're going to have the vaccine. And in that chip, it's going to release the vaccine when it comes out uh, or where people come across other people that have that virus. And so they begin to talk about it. And he said, the thing that blew my mind was that in this particular case, every single person in the United Nations was for us having this biological identification chip. While normally in these meetings they're against one another or there's some type of discrepancy where they would come against one another and say, no, I don't think that's okay. I don't think we should do that. But in this particular case, because this pandemic is hitting the entire world, they were all for this biological identification chip. The reason I'm telling you that here today is to let you know that Jesus is coming very, very soon. We don't have time to be half in and half out. We don't have time to think about whether we're going to serve God or not, whether we want to serve God with everything or not. These are the last days, and Jesus is returning for a church, for a people here today that believe in him and not only believe, but that are baptized in the name of Jesus and are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I want what they had in the book of Acts. If they spoke in tongues, I want to speak with other tongues. If they were baptized in the name of Jesus, I want to be baptized in the very name of Jesus Christ. And God is going to pour out his spirit here today because this is the last hour in which we are living. If you believe that, would you clap your hands? Would you magnify God? And would you worship God for I was in Washington not too long ago, and I remember in a particular meeting, we were in the house, and there was about 30 or so people in this house. We all crammed in the living room. Of course, this is pre-COVID, uh, pre-social you know, uh, social distancing regulations and so on. And I remember as we, I began to teach a Bible study. I didn't preach very long. I just began to teach a Bible study. 
After that Bible study, I said, whoever wants to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to come up to the front and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and so people came up to the front. People sat where they were, stood where they were, excuse me, and they began to lift their hands. And after they repented, the power of God began to flow. I didn't even have to touch very many of those people, but they began to lift their hands. And all of a sudden, without me even having to lay hands, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. I remember in that particular meeting, there was one man came up to me afterward. He said, bro, he said, I don't know what in the world happened, but you didn't even come lay hands on me. Nobody touched me. He said, but as the Spirit of God was flowing throughout that building, he said, I saw people getting the Holy Ghost. And he said, but one of my ears was completely deaf. And he said, I was born that way. He's probably about 30 years old now. And he said, man, all of a sudden, with my hands lifted up uh, and the power of God flowing through that room, uh, all of a sudden, my deaf ear popped wide open. Uh, and now I can hear everything uh, out of this ear. What I'm telling you today is that same power of Jesus Christ uh, is in this building here today. That same power of Jesus is in this city here today. And that same power of Jesus uh, wants to feel you and wants to feel me. He wants to heal and deliver your situation today. If you believe that, would you clap your hands and would you magnify God? God is going to fill people with the power of the Holy Ghost by the time this service uh, is over. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all God is looking for are people that are willing, uh, people that desire to receive the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. I sense a hunger here in this building uh, of people that say, man, uh, I want to receive what God has for my life uh, in this last hour. Uh, I don't want this trumpet to sound, uh, and I don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to leave this building here today without the power of the Holy Ghost. And God is going to do it here today. I remember driving through California, from California to uh, Missouri. Actually, we're on our way to St. Louis. I'd never been to Missouri. I grew up in Los Angeles and all of this Midwest type stuff is still new to me, to be quite honest with you. And so uh, I, I grew up in Los Angeles and only been here about two years. But I remember a few years back when we were in Bible college, I was driving California over to Missouri. We're in Nebraska, and we happened to stop in Nebraska. And we happened to stop at a gas station because our, our van ran out of gas and was only able to find one gallon. And so it's a longer story. As I got to the gas station, I filled up, and, and a guy looked over. We had about six guys in the van. One of them looked over and said, hey, there's a Walmart. And of course, it's always the will of God to go to Walmart, right, or Target for some of you, a little more ritzy. And, uh, you know, it's always the will of God to, to go in and get something you don't need or something you think you need. And we walked in and came out with a big old bag of chips and some salsa and whatever else we could find, cheese dip and all kind of good stuff for the road trip, and we were walking back toward the van, and as we walked toward the van, I remember 
One man literally got out of his car, and as he got out of his car, he began yelling and screaming at us, and he began saying, hey, what's wrong with you, man? Don't you know, uh, you know, hey, I'm looking for Adam. He began to say, I'm looking for Adam, and we began to tell him, no, man, there's nobody in our group uh, by the name of Adam, and he said, no, 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 I know that's Adam over there, man. I, I want to come over there. I'm going to kill Adam. He began to say this in broad daylight, didn't even know who we were. I thought, man, this guy's pretty bold. One guy is ready to take on six guys. He didn't know we were Christian yet. Of course, we're not going to actually do anything, you know, besides pray for him. But uh, I remember one guy came over and started yelling at us. And, and I said, no, man, it's not Adam. It's not what you think, bro. Mistaken identity. And so we all walked in the van, and I closed the door to the driver's seat I was driving. He walked up to my window, and he started banging on the window. And I thought, man, here we go. This is about to be a bigger problem than I really want it to be. And so uh, I remember he looked at me. He said, hey, roll down the window, man. I want to talk to you. And I thought, man, I could either turn on the car and drive out of here real quick, you know, or I could roll down the window and, and, and hopefully he doesn't shoot me or something crazy doesn't happen. I'm just giving you real life what was going through my mind, you know. And so I remember uh, rolled down the window and I said, God, I need you to be with me. Help me right now. And so the guy started talking. He said, hey, I need to know that's not Adam. I want to make sure that's not Adam, man. And I said, no, man, it's not Adam, bro. I'm telling you, it's really not. I said, uh, you know, I told the guy, bring me your, your ID. Give me your ID, and we'll send it up to the guy. We'll show him your name's not Adam. And, and uh, he looked at the license plate, looked at the ID. He said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I realized that I got the wrong guy, man. I, I'm sorry. Mistaken identity. I said, you know what, bro? Give me a minute. I said, you know what? I want to explain something to you, man. I said, the enemy has got you out here running wild, acting like you're going to kill somebody. Murder is in your heart. And the Bible talks about out of the heart comes these things. And it talks about murder and talks about other sins uh, that come out of your heart. I said, the enemy has got you running in this world, running crazy, acting like you're going to kill somebody in broad daylight. I said, bro, you need the gift of the Holy Ghost. He didn't ask me. He wasn't trying to ask me. You know, but I figured, hey, if this guy's talking to me for one minute too long, he's going to know about the Holy Ghost. And so I begin to tell him, hey, let me tell you about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said, the Holy Spirit is when God comes to live inside of you. And when he comes to live inside of you, you begin to speak with other tongues uh, as the power of God gives you the utterance. Uh, and you're going to receive joy. You're going to receive peace. Uh, you're going to receive love. And all those things that you've never experienced in your life, uh, all the things you've been looking for, God is going to give it to you the moment you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So he looked at me and he said, man, oh, uh, you know, you're right, bro. And he said, I'm a trumpet player, man. I play the trumpet down in my local college. And this is not how I do things. He said, you're so right, man. I'm so sorry, bro. I said, let's pray for you. God's going to fill you right now with the Holy Ghost. In the middle of the Walmart parking lot. I was all pumped up. I'm in Bible college, you know. I'm thinking, man, I mean, this is, this is what I'm talking about, you know. This is what the Bible talks about, you know. They went out, and they were teaching about Jesus, and they were preaching about Jesus. And they didn't say, hey, come with me to church on Sunday, which, of course, you should do that. But, I mean, they, they would pray with them right there and then bring them to church on Sunday. 
They didn't, they didn't do any of that. So they just said, hey, I'm going to pray for you right now. Get up and be healed in Jesus' name. And so I said, we'll pray for you right now. Man, I was all feeling all bold at that point. And I said, all right, come on down to where the van, the other side of the van, the doors will open up. Guys will come out. We'll pray with you. There he was in the middle of the Walmart parking lot with his hands lifted up. And he's saying, God, forgive me of my sins. Would you cleanse my heart? Because we've got to repent. Once you repent, God will come in and he'll forgive you of your sins. And so all of a sudden with his hands lifted up, he looked at me and he said, man, you know, he, with his hands lifted up, tears coming down his eyes. And all of a sudden he began to, his lips began to stammer a little bit. And, and all of a sudden he froze up. I thought, all right, man, what's going on? You okay? And he said, yeah, but, you know, I'm not too sure what this is. And I know a lot of people maybe for the first time don't know what speaking with other tongues is. And so I'm explaining all it is is the evidence that you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit that's come to live inside of you. How many of you ever been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost before? Would you clap your hands for a moment if you've ever received that, if you want to receive that, if you believe that here today? So that man froze up, and I said, listen, man, I want you to go home. And when you go home, I want you to read the book of Acts. When you read the book of Acts, I want you to do what it says. If it says to jump on one foot and turn around, do exactly what it says. If it says to go ahead and do cartwheels, do cartwheels. Do whatever you, the Bible tells you to do. And so a couple hours later, we're driving down the road, and all of a sudden I get a text, literally about two hours later, and a text from from my friend that I just met at the Walmart parking lot in Nebraska. He says, hey, man, he sends me Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I said, good, man, you're almost there. He sent me Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, the ones I just read to you. And I said, good, man, you're almost there. Keep going. And then all of a sudden he says, man, I don't know what in the world's going on, but a few moments ago I was reading, sitting down right here in my living room, uh, and he said, I began with tears coming down my eyes. Uh, I started speaking these words and sentences uh, that I didn't understand. Uh, I started speaking in other tongues. Uh, God filled that man with the power of the Holy Ghost. And nobody had to lay hands on him. It was the power of God that come to live inside of him. That same power that's here today. Would somebody clap your hands and would you magnify God for a moment? I'm telling you, it's going to happen here today, not too long ago on a Zoom conference call, there was a lady giving a Bible study to another lady had never received the Holy Ghost before. And there in two separate homes, uh, the one lady that had never received it lifted up her hands. Uh, and all of a sudden, she began to feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and as she began to feel it, uh, she began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gave her the utterance. Uh, what I'm telling you today is the power of God uh, is in this building here right now. And if you believe that uh, as a testimony, uh, would you clap your hands uh, just for a moment? Uh, would you magnify God uh, because he is going to pour out his spirit? I'm a firm believer that God can do anything anywhere in California, 
Not too long ago, we were preaching there, and a woman sitting at home by herself watching the message, just like some of you sitting at home viewing this message. All of a sudden, she began to feel the goosebumps, began to feel something different. And as she began to feel something different, she responded. That's the key, is that she desired to receive what God was doing. She wasn't satisfied with just a little bit, but she wanted all of God. God that she could get uh, and in that moment uh, with their hands lifted up uh, after she had asked God for forgiveness uh, she began to speak with other tongues uh, as the spirit of God gave her the utterance uh, I'm telling you that God is going to pour it out upon you today as long as you desire it uh, and when he does uh, he is going to give you love uh, he's going to give you joy he's going to give you peace uh, like you've never experienced before would you clap your hands for a moment? Now, I'm not a long-winded preacher, and so I'm going to tell you this last thing, and then we're going to get to pray, and God's going to demonstrate his power. Is that all right? All right. I'm, not, I'm really not a long-winded preacher, so I don't need to be here for an hour preaching, Okay. But I remember uh, in Arizona, there's a, a good couple, people of God, and I know this whole COVID thing has got people a little worried, this whole sickness, got people worried, maybe those that are at home. I had another friend, I'm going to take a quick, quick rabbit trail here, but another friend called me and said, man, it's so crazy. People today have more faith that when a preacher lays hands on them, they're going to be sick then they do faith that when the preacher lays hands on them, they'll be healed. Think about it. I've been places, I've traveled and been blessed to do so, and there's some times where I've gone through the altar, and they said, no, 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 don't pray for me. Don't lay hands on me. Don't pray for me. The Bible says believers shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That means we have power over this sickness. How many of you believe that? Go ahead, clap your hands. That's all right. So I was in Arizona, and there's a great couple there. The wife was diagnosed with COVID early on, and uh, she was very ill beforehand as well, so she was at risk. And she went into the coma. They put her in that coma, put the ventilator tube up her mouth, the whole deal. She was out for weeks. And uh, in the hospital, of course, her husband was not allowed to go in. So he did what only he could do. And that's all God's asking you today. Do what only you can do so that God can do what only he can do. I can't fill anybody with the Holy Ghost, but I can preach the word of God. I can believe that you're going to get it. You can believe with me, and God will respond to that faith. And he will do the supernatural. So the husband went outside the hospital and kneeled down. And he literally kneeled down in front of the hospital with about 40 other members from the church, and they begin to pray, speak in tongues. Middle of the day, not in the church service, talking broad daylight. As soon as that happened, nurses begin to come out off of their shifts, and they would pray with the nurses. He said he went home after that, and as he was at home by himself, he said a pastor called him. He was praying, literally had no... No way of doing anything else other than being at home waiting for 
either a negative report or a good report. Doctors had already said she was going to die. There was really not very much hope for her at all. And so in that moment, as he got home, the pastor called him and said, you know what, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. What I want you to do is understand that this COVID-19, it attacks the breath. And as it attacks the breath, that means it attacks the breath of life. And what I want you to do, he said, is I want you to begin to blow. I know you're not around your wife, but look toward that hospital and begin to blow. As you begin to blow, I want you to speak the words, you will live and not die. You will live and not die. And so he began to do it. He began to blow. You will live and not die. You will live and not die. You will live and not die over and over and over again. And simultaneously, at the exact same moment, the wife had a vision there in the hospital. And God told her, who do you trust, me or man? She said, you, Lord, of course. And right after that, she responded to God. All of a sudden, instantly, unexpectedly, she woke up out of that coma. This is a real-life story. As she woke up out of that coma, she pulled the ventilator tube out of her mouth. The nurses ran toward where she was to try and put it back, and the doctor said, no, leave her alone. She's trying to breathe. Let her breathe. And the words that she was speaking when she pulled the tube out of her mouth was this, I will live and not die. I will live and not die. I will live and not die. What I'm telling you today is that God has given us power over every bit of the enemy. God has given us power over every sickness and over every disease here today. If you believe that, would you clap your hands and would you stand to your feet with me? Amen. Amen. What I'd like us to do, if this would be all right, y'all can stay socially distanced. But if you want to receive something from God, want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you want to be healed, whatever it may be, I want to challenge you, come. Please come up just right up here to the altar, and we'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. I'll put my mask on. You don't have to worry about that. But I'd like you to come. This altar is open. You can bring somebody, bring a friend. This altar is open. Let's come on down and pray. And what I'd like us to do, is we're going to pray together as one big family. So if you want to bring your neighbor, I want you to come down. Just one big family. We're going to pray with you. Come here to the front. When you do this, this is an act of faith. I'm stepping out, showing God I want what he has for me. He's going to do it today, sir, in the name of Jesus. What I want us to do here right now is let's ask God for forgiveness. Every person in this building, my PA men, sound men back there, every person, we're going to ask God for forgiveness right now. Would you do that with your own words? If you don't know what to say, you can repeat after me. Jesus, would you cleanse my heart, God? Would you wash me right now the things that I've done wrong, or the things that I've said wrong, the things I don't even know that I've done wrong? God, I want you here in this moment. I want more of you. I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need you right now, Jesus, in this moment. I need you. Go ahead. Would you repent with us in the name of Jesus? God, I am asking that you would fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost here 
it today. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you have repented, you feel God's forgiven you, would you clap your hands right now? Would you clap your hands here today? Right now, what we're going to do is I want you very quickly, would you lift your head toward God? That is a sign of receiving. Would you lift your hands toward heaven? As you do that, that is a sign of surrender. You've already repented, so God's already forgiven you. What I want you to do is you're in your own words, you're going to speak. And as you speak in your own words, you're going to worship God. Jesus, I love you. I worship you. Whatever it is you come that comes to your mind, go ahead and speak that right now. Would you do that? And on the count of three, I'm going to say, everybody, let's shout hallelujah. Hallelujah just means I give all myself to you, Jesus. And right after you shout hallelujah, you're going to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Right now, would you lift your voice, every person? I want you to lift your voice like if you were at the ball game, like if you were somewhere shouting, somewhere, anywhere, would you lift your voice right now and would you begin to magnify God? Uh, would you begin to worship God? That's it. Uh, he's going to pour out his spirit uh, here today. That's it. Uh, right now by the authority of the word of God uh, and by the power that's in the name of Jesus, uh, I command you receive the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, everybody, let's shout hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Jesus, that's it. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. God's going to do it right now. That's it. When you feel it in your tongue, let it go.